Welcome to another episode of CooperCast. This is your host, Al's Pentagon, John Sachs. We talk about the songwriter Graham Gouldman, who supplied the Hollies with some great hits, including Bus Stop, when he was only 15 years old. Graham Nash has a story that I thought you as a songwriter would appreciate. Okay, if you bear with me for a second. He's with the Hollies. They're very successful in England. They're not great songwriters. They're hungry for songs. They need songs. Somebody says, a friend of the band says, uh, my friend has a, has a son who writes good songs. Would you go listen to them? And they go, oh, God, we don't want to go listen to some kid. So, but they feel they have to. So they go over, there's a 15-year-old kid. And they say, so what do you have? And he sings Bus Stop, which he had just written, which became the number one song for the Hollies, 15-year-old kid, and he sang two other songs for them, and I think all three of those songs became number one hits. Goldman, Graham Goldman? Could be, yeah, Goldman, was it Goldman? Yeah, And uh, Graham Goldman. At a 15-year-old kid, he wrote Bus Stop, and the Hollies said, oh yeah, we like that. I just think, you know, that's an incredible story because, yeah, Graham Goldman, there it is. Don't mess with me. And they were like, yeah, all right, we'll listen, you know, to this damn kid that we're supposed to listen to when they get, and he and he had written Bus Stop, which I always dug. I thought it was a very interesting way to write a song about meeting a girl at the bus stop and like that. Well, also, uh, lyrically, yeah, it was interesting to me because she said, like, bus stop, wet day. Not bus stop. It was a it was a wet day. He just tossed the words in. Yeah, and yeah. and I, that, I I always pay attention to things like that. Yeah. Uh, so he said, "All right, kid, give it your best shot." He picks up an acoustic guitar and starts playing. Bus stop, wet day. She's there. I say, please share my umbrella. That's pretty brilliant from a fifteen year old kid. Yep. And I. To me, it's always my favorite song by the Hollies. Uh, by the way, just to toss it in, uh, he said that when he came to America and met David Crosby and started smoking weed, it was a whole different thing. His mates, the Hollies, they were beer guys. They would just go to the pub and drink themselves silly. And uh, when he came to America and met Crosby, uh, it was all about weed and a different mindset. And that's part of what caused him to want to leave the Hollies and then eventually joined Crosby and Stills. Different scene. Graham Goldman, I'm sorry, I keep getting his name wrong, Graham Goldman, after he sang Bust Up, he said, yeah, well, you got any more? And so he said, well, I got the song, Look Through Any Window, What Do You See? So that became a big hit, too. And he said, well, what else you got? And uh, No Milk Today, My Love Is Going Away. So he sang three songs that all became like, practically number one hits. 15-year-old kid. I'm sure there were more. Well, he became 16 and 17, too. Yes. This all didn't happen at once. No, and then he formed 10CC, but he never had, he never became a household word. I never heard of him until I read it here. No, I don't think he was interested in that. I guess not. Although 10CC was a real band and they had hits, too. Yeah, but... But I just thought as a lifelong songwriter, you'd be if you interested. want, if you if you want your name known, yeah, then you'd go about it. Okay, 
He just wanted to write great songs. Well, he just wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. And if it was made available to him, he didn't have to go, I'm so-and-so. Right. There was one other story which we can't confirm, which is that when Crosby, Stills, and Nash, they recorded their first album, and then they had to go on the road and actually perform, and they only have three guys with guitars. They need a band. According to Nash, they looked at John Sebastian, but they couldn't imagine adding him. He was too strong a singer to add to them. They would have to rethink everything. So they looked around for more members. According to Graham Nash, they called you up because you had just uh, left uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, but uh, that didn't pan out. So, Well, actually, I, I think that's probably not true. Yeah. Because I had a relationship with Stills. Okay, right, you did. No, but I mean prior to Super Session. Right. So that I could call him when I got in a jam when Boomfield left. Right. So that I could call him on uh, a less than 16 hours notice yeah. to come in and play. And Super and Session. He, and he did come in and play. And it was the first time that we ever played together. Right. So it would be very logical for Stills to call you up and say, hey, you want to come on the road with us? But we don't know if You mean happened. after that? Well, after they recorded their first album and they need to go on the road. Like I said, Crosby, Stills, and Nash didn't have... At that point, they had to form a band because they just had... Well, I don't know the guitar. chronology. Yeah. I don't know where that band came in relation to Superstition. I think afterwards because... I would think so too. Because once they hit... Yeah, he couldn't have done my session. He couldn't have done your session. Yeah. uh, They were turned down, by the way, by two record companies who listened to the demos for the Crosby, Steels, and Nash said, nah, we're not interested. And then uh, Ahmet Erdogan heard him and said, yeah, I get this. And that record went insane, just Mm. completely insane. Yeah. And by the way, uh, this has nothing to do with Al Cooper, but I thought you'd be interested that just as a music biz thing, Erdogan sat down with Crosby, Stills, and Nash and said, you know what? You guys need something else. Uh, you need Neil Young. And Steve says, what the hell do we need Neil Young? He drove me crazy in Buffalo Springfield. What the hell? And Erdogan said, you guys are all kind of have radiated sweetness. The darkness that Neil Young radiates would be helpful. And so they brought, they brought Neil Young into the band. I'm sure Stills... Put up a fight about that. Well, Erdogan said, when you and Stills, when you and Young played together, you would compete with each other and it would push each other to a higher level. He said, I think you need that. Now, Nash also says that when that band formed, on the first album, he said, Steve Stills played everything except drums. He said, Stills was an incredible musician. He played all the instruments, probably bass, keyboards, everything but drums. Uh, so, But again, they couldn't take that on the road, so they needed a band. And he claims that some, they contacted you, but you were probably up to your ass in something else by then. I don't recall being contacted. Yeah. Did you have a manager back then? I always had a manager. So maybe they called the manager and the manager said he's busy. No, that, 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 didn't, wouldn't, that no. wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. 
This has been CooperCast, brought to you by a 15-year-old songwriter. You can always submit questions for Al at alcooper.com on the CooperCast page.